this our show and we talk about everything and we talk about everything royal flex the brand zone introspective insight right now <coughs> peace love and all that good stuff wait wait peace love and all that good stuff mm-hmm. whichever kind hold on hold on <coughs> peace love and all that good stuff i am king dev dope and this is your boy, your bloodren, Shannon with the shenanigans. And we got a special guest in the studio today. What up? It's your girl Psycho. Yeah, so that's my uh that's my creative specialist. <laughs> that's my sister. That's my blood. That's my biological blood, technically. Like A one from day one. A one from day one. From day one, literally. Like from day one. Day one. Hey, you know, I, I came days later, but we all he came, came days later. <laughs> <laughs> he came days later. Um, we're gonna get up. The, the quote of the show is I like this quote, I picked it, but I like it, even though I picked it. I picked it, I liked it, but I picked it because it, it fit. Liked. It fit when I was re- reading through all of them. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change by Wayne Dyer. That, that's how you say it. Dyer, dear. Go ahead and read that one more time. I'm not gonna <laughs> if you change the way you look at things, mm. the things you look at change. Yes. I think that's a play on words. <laughs> I think that is a play on words. And then the word of the show is appropriate. Appropriate. You got to say that a little bit louder. Appropriate. Appropriate, which is suitable or fitting for a particular purpose person occasion etc etc so appropriate we normally uh, basically say appropriation yeah i was about to say i don't uh, i know this is off topic like a motherfucker so i ain't gonna expound on it but but it's on topic well <laughs> i know this off topic but don't you hate when people drive in the middle of the road like literally what? in the middle of the road like on the yellow like yeah, the two in the middle. Lines. So if you're driving down Avery right now and somebody yeah. driving in the middle of the road and they clearly see you coming, don't you hate that jump? Stick out your middle finger. Honk what? the horn and then yell out vulgarities. And then the other one I had. Bitch so ass niggas. <laughs> <laughs> the other one I had was, don't you hate inconsiderate street parkers? Now let me explain. I'm not going to expound on it too much, but let uh-huh. me explain real quick. <laughs> You have, you know, you park on the side of the street. Yeah. And you can't park in front of somebody's driveway. Yeah. So the inconsiderate oh. street parkers is them idiots that got cars, mid-sized cars, and they park in the middle of the curb. So you can't even, you can't fit on each side because you got a long, old car. You know, I should carry paint in my trunk just so I could ride by. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, Psycho. I know you can't relate because you don't drive, but one day, nope, it's okay. One day you will be driving in Japan. Do you plan on getting a um driver's license in for Japan? In Japan, no, because honestly, the public transportation is one hundred percent awesome. Like you can go anywhere on the train. You got the buses; they're never late. They will leave you if you are late. So yeah, you will get to where you need to go. I mean, the the buses here leave you when when you're late. Sometimes they be late. They be late too, though. Yeah, they be. Well, them Japanese, they be <laughs> on time. You're on time when you're on time. You're on time when you're 
10 hours early. <laughs> you're late when you're on time. That's how that's how the Japanese are. Right. Probably the Chinese too cuz they all like they like so precise like they precise. They precise. All right, we ain't going to spawn on that though. That was my um little off topic segment thing. So, um so I want to talk about I guess cult- culture appropriation or just appropriation in general. Yes. And um what you think um Shannon with the Shenanigans. Well, it all it all starts with the home team. Uh, if you don't have uh, if you don't have a foundation within yourself, then you don't need no appropriation. What are you gonna appropriate? So, black people, if you don't if you don't know yourself, if you don't acknowledge yourself first, then whatever you get appropriated, you're just gonna uh, disseminate it amongst other cultures. You're just gonna bullshit with it, quote unquote. So, uh, for me, if black people could uh, get a foundation then we could ask for cultural appropriation and then we could uh go to the white man not with our handouts but our hands in the fist and saying you owe us because we we stand together so do you let's say frown on cultural appropriation not the concept but if we get it too soon then yeah i would what do you mean if we get it too soon if we got it today if black people got cultural appropriation today we wouldn't know what to do with it so what's your definition of cult- cultural appropriation really is it's getting back what we owe, what we're owed for our 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 culture is like um, for a particular purpose or or an, an occasion. Our our occasion, what we did was work for that shit, and that and that the purpose is for you to pay us for it. Like that, that's what I get when I hear co- cultural appropriation. Y'all owe us. Well, for that's that the okay, okay. I get what you're saying. So you looking at it more of a on a neutral sense, like because when people hear cultural appropriation, they think about like the negative aspects of it like you t- you profiting off our culture so about that's right. culture appropriation but you looking at it as let's get what we got let's get ourselves financially right mm-hmm. and then go to go there and be like you owe, us, owe us for profiting off of us for so long okay so i guess do you believe in the negative sense of culture appropriation like Anything. when you look at when you think about culture appropriation and what it seemed to be in today's society really american society do you believe in culture appropriation? Well, I, I know that we'll never get it. I know that, uh, first of all, it's uh, two things will have to happen. White people have to acknowledge they did something wrong, and black people have to, to know that something was done wrong to them. Because a lot of people will forget the uh, severity of slavery. They'll forget the severity of, no, not even that. They'll forget how they were before slavery. People mm-hmm. don't know their history, their exact history. So black people have to know who they are and white people have to admit that they did some some sort of wrong, even if they admitted that one part appropriation. Yeah. But even if they admitted one part of their actions was wrong, then it's going to be avalanche thing. Because if that was wrong, nigga, you did something 10 times worse over here. And then if that was wrong, you did something 20 times worse over there. Wars, famine, rape. So if one if they admit one thing, they got to admit it. Then they admit. Yeah. So they admit. So you telling me if they. Admit to cultural appropriation. You gotta admit. Then to you it. gotta admit to slavery. You gotta <laughs> admit to. <laughs> you gotta admit to um, mass incarceration, Jim Crow laws, just from cultural appropriation. But yeah, Willie Lynch, the whole nine. Like if if white people would hate to admit anything, they'd rather keep going on. Like you you got it. Get over, overcome. I see, I see the, the, I see the twists and the curls and the and the um curves that you put to cultural appropriation. 
I'm feeling it. I'm, fi- I'm feeling with. I'm feeling with. So me, I, hmm, our, uh, cultural appropriation. That's a very interesting thing because it's two sides to it. You know, I play both sides all the time. Yeah, yeah. And there's two sides. There's a positive side, and a negative side. And in, in in America, per se, it's always viewed in a negative in the in the negative sense. Mm-hmm. So, if you think about cultural appropriation, it's more so like they stole our culture, they profiting off our culture, mm-hmm. they stole our cornrows, they stole <laughs> our grills, yeah. they stole our this, they stole our that, and they're making something out of what we already did. And when they frowned upon upon us for doing it mm-hmm. they turned around and did it and now they profiting on it i.e the kardashians they do that junk all the time you know what i'm saying so like even cultural appropriation go down to the um the butt shots y'all profiting off of our natural well our I women's guess. natural ability oh, to yeah. have um uh, yeah fat a- in their butts assets. <laughs> fat uh, in their butt very nice <laughs> assets thick assets <laughs> Maneuverable assets, comfy uh, assets. So, <laughs> <laughs> so many assets out there. In this world. Don't be stuck on one. Yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> just you know, um, break up the word asset. Assets. <laughs> so, um, Yo. I guess when I when I think about it, it's more so like I'm playing. I'm I always view both sides. So mm-hmm. it's like, yes, I love that y'all taking our culture and, and making it your own. But like well, when they, yeah they do that with everything. Well, they do that with everyone. They're takers. They're, they're natural they're, takers. They're takers. And you you know the best form of taking is uh, Willie Lynch said it best. This nigga was like, he he was the only one that could really control his slaves. And uh, a lot of motherfuckers was like, uh, how do you do it? You know, because you know how white people they see something they want to they, they want to know how they want to know it. how to do it. So uh, he told them like, efficient. I need to be that efficient. God damn it! None of your slave has ran away this year. How do you do it? They love you. How do you do it? <laughs> and you know his white ass. I'll tell you. <laughs> Over. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll tell you. Over a cup of tea. Yeah, over a cup of fucking tea. Over a <laughs> cup of tea. <laughs> that my slave bitch just made me. Bring us some tea. <laughs> Tish tosh. Tish tosh. I hate Englishmen. But but um <laughs> um so yeah, he was like, uh, get their body strong but control their mind. Point blank period. Get their body strong, control their mind. Yeah, then ain't that the one that had like a 300-year plan yes, on? Yes, on yes, Greatest white man ever, according to white men. Well, shoot. Yeah. It's, it's working. Nigga, so, yes. Greatest so, white man ever. Greatest, shoot, greatest yeah. white man ever. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he could be considered the white devil. Um, But he, th- his ideology of just controlling the mind is something what that, that is still done today. My sis just walked into the stew. Yep, making an appearance. You got to you got to talk to the mic. Now you got to talk to the mic. Just say what up though. No, come on. I'm just not ready. Come on, just, just get in not, there. I'm scared. My voice, who's going to hear it? Come on, get up in there. Okay, the world. Okay, the world. I got it recorded. Dang, he got to move his car though. I I just Go and do that. Come right. and join it. We right, gonna we gonna vibe in it. All so right, and we're Benak. Um, Shannon with the shenanigans had to go and move his car. I ain't charging him gas money for that. I guess no gas money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't hear myself. All right, so what you okay? You said so. You said Willie Lynch was what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, can you turn it? Can you turn it up? Real quick? 
Yeah. Okay. All right. There you go. All right. But um, <coughs> what he did of controlling the mind is something that uh, these white folks is taking to even this day, because a lot of black people is confused and even what they want, what they want to do, or how they even want to go about it. So y- you know, you'll see how uh, in every ghetto you'll see a majority of black people, and then in these black people has been like this for decades, where they get treated as as the same. They get treated as uh, savages or thieves, right. hooligans, and all that stuff. It's like it's like that cannot be a, a, a uh, something that is happening uh, just off a of coincidence. Mm-hmm. So, because eventually, if if you as a man, you being you being your age right now, you, you don't think you was a there was more revolutionaries your age back then. Oh like yeah, in the eighties. Oh 90s, yeah, you could watch thousands. any show and see that. But w- what deterred them? The opportunities that they lacked. Yeah, it was that, and then fear. Oh yeah, fear a lot of mother. fear, that fear or. The um demonstration of all right, you tried to run. Yeah. Now your mama gonna get it. Yeah. Not you. Yeah. Your mama gonna get it. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And then a lot of people, a lot of people don't know. It's like even in uh, North Korea right now. It's like what's going on there is actual dictatorship. It's not an actual. Wait, am I thinking of North or South? Which North. one got the North? North. It's, I, I, it's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. North. But yeah, it's it's an actual dictatorship there. It's like even if you commit suicide, that that work go on to like your sister or some shit. Right. Like everybody got that set uh, life, and then and then everybody's corrupt there. So it's pretty much if those people could live and think every day is is a a normal day, then take that that little system and then put the uh the racism system here. You'll see you'll see certain. All right, I'm pretty much just comparing the way the governments are running the system, but the people could look at it like ain't shit, ain't shit different. Right. Black people, the way the way they the way the Koreans can control their people minds, Americans have controlled black people's minds. <laughs> yes, you said the Koreas. <laughs> so <laughs> do we, yo. My bad. I don't want to <laughs> I'm at Kore- Korean North Koreans. Yo, yo. My ignorance is to be respected. Yo, okay. I know I'm ignorant. You see me smile though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm ignorant. <laughs> just, just respect it. Like he know what he's saying. He I don't know what he's saying. No, he know what he's saying. I'm about to correct you. Know how I do. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I was like, no, I'm gonna let him finish the thought. <laughs> 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 I looked. Yo, I was like, yo. no, he really said Koreas. Okay, look, my look, bad. We look at that shit as fucked up, but we gotta look at our situ- situation as just as fucked up. But how can we change fucked up? Well, you gotta think. Uh, overthrow that dictatorship. Well, I don't got nothing to do with that. I, I got something to do with my black people here. Fact. So the the only thing that uh, we got to do first is uh, develop a foundation, and then uh, we can appropriate our goddamn self if it come down to it. But in order for us to do that, we really got to separate ourselves from white folks because they will not, they will not let us do that. And I keep on begging the question: Did integration work? But we ain't gonna oh. answer that because we doing that um episode twenty. Oh no, with Mo. Only thing integration worked. I just said we ain't gonna spawn on that. My, my b- <laughs> wait, wait, just one thing. The only <laughs> thing integration worked for was. To separate black people, that makes sense. Facts. I be thinking about. I've been thinking about that because I'm ready for that conversation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in I two n- weeks. I need a white person in here, man. Like you guys just need to work harder. What is the issue? And I really want him to get. But frustrated you need like too. a controversial. black people just don't get it. <laughs> don't get it. I can't even get that high. Don't get it. I can't get that high. <laughs> okay, so psycho. I want to know your um your views on culture appropriation because I've seen this you, you know this episode is um inspired by you and for you like um Fubu 
for us and buy us. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, she know. She same age, bro. Same age, bro. I I'm gonna be 23 in November. Same age, bro. How old? <laughs> what you thought? Wait, 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 wait. How? Just gonna teen. watch my mouth. Not say too much. 15. I want to be too vulgar. I swear to God, I thought. Bro. I okay, I know you, you need to get some muscle on your bones I swear because. you do. Cause I, I was like, don't get too close. Boy, she about to be twenty three. I didn't want to shake her hand because it was like you know. I don't, you don't want to break the barrier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she a young girl. Janet, don't do it. <laughs> Janet, don't do it. <laughs> oh, Tunnel vision. <laughs> Nah, she too. She about to be. She she grown. That's why I didn't know. Um, but yeah, like I said, yo, because I was thinking like, how the fuck is this fifteen year old girl going to fucking Korea and living there? there. (laughs) (laughs) Got a job in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) It's just cool with it. Y'all don't miss (laughs) y'all. Y'all different. This dude is retarded. (laughs) Um, righteousness and ratchetness. Um, (laughs) but yeah, like I said, this show is uh inspired by you. And for you, like FUBU. Right. And um, I just seen you post on Facebook about cultural appropriation. You was real mad right there. So please <laughs> give us your um your ideology when it comes to uh, culture appropriation. All right. So I'm in a Facebook group called Black Travel Movement. And basically it's a bunch of black folks posting about their travels and whatever. And then they also post controversial things that they want to get opinions about and there was this one video of people in japan doing a sort of like a brazilian carnival type festival i should have known that this <laughs> had to do something with japan but go on but so it it just it just really like people were were saying all kinds of like they're appropriating they shouldn't be doing that they you know the typical you know what people would how people would react to cultural appropriation but my thing is why i mean i understand where people are coming from when they say this ours they should not be doing that or whatever because there's we have a long history of people taking our culture and shunning us from our culture and looking down upon us for doing the things that we do in our culture but they turn around and do it themselves and it's cool then that I understand that. I understand that completely. But the thing is, when people actually genuinely want to learn about our culture and they really actually appreciate our culture and you yell at them like, no, cultural appropriation, don't do that, and shun them from an opportunity to learn about our culture, I have a problem with that. That's what I have a problem with. So I think it's more productive if we, instead of, yelling cultural appropriation we take it as an opportunity to teach them about our culture instead of letting them go by what they think about our culture because a lot of people especially in japan and korea they get information about our culture from the media and the media do not always portray our culture for what it is nope nope so it's it's like instead of yelling cultural appropriation you should use that opportunity Yes, cultural education. Use it as a as a way to educate people about our culture, um, <coughs> and yeah, because if you just like attack them about appropriating the culture, and and especially if they actually really want to learn about the culture, it makes us look like the stereotypical angry black person. Stereotypical. I can respect that, and when I say that, it's because I don't think I was thinking this when 
I should have known something had to do with Japan. But <laughs> I was just thinking this because I don't think internationally you can really appropriate black culture. And the reason I say that is because internationally, like you said, they see these things like hip-hop, American hip-hop, American rap, American black culture on TV because America rules the world for the most part. It's right. the center. America is literally the center of the world. So when they see these things, they want to do it. Like they they genuinely, especially when we talk about the Japanese and the, the Koreans and the um, Vietnamese and all them, like <laughs> they really want to do it. And they right. really like they really want to kind of put their own twist on the things that they see. And it's not just um um like hip hop and stuff. It's um dancing. dancing they is crazy with dancing. Fashion. fashion all um of it. all that. Right. Like even down to the shows, I see so much I see so much stuff um when it comes to uh like the Koreans and everything like that. So I don't I honestly don't believe that cultural appropriation in the negative sense of you're profiting off of our culture when you look down or frowned upon us about our culture. I think that only exists in the in in the borders of the United States of America. When you sep- when you go outside of the United States of America, I don't think you can appropriate black culture because black people around the world they still kind of feel the 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 um the consequences of discrimination outside everywhere you go but everybody so like in china if they appropriate black culture they're not profiting off of that the main the main reason why cultural appropriation in america the united states of america i don't know why i like i don't like to say america because canada i'm kind of empath- empathetic <laughs> about canada yeah you know but anyways <laughs> um the reason why cultural appropriation has such a negative like a negative negative connotation there you go negative connotation in america in the in the, in the u.s <laughs> no, I, I was I, for some reason i was gonna come in and say condensation condensation um negative condensation you would have messed me all up like no that's not con- that's not condensation Bruh, yes it is google it google it <laughs> um is it that or concentration concentration Man, you messed me up. Um, dang, what was the word again? Connotation. Connotation. Yeah. Con- this dude said condiments. Um, negative uh connotation. Connotation. You got me all thinking about all these words. I'm about to say condom. <laughs> negative condom. The dead systemary. That's the um psychinary. Scenario. Yo, that don't sound like it's how to kill a nigga eighty three times. <laughs> <laughs> if he cheat, if he <laughs> cheat, don't do it if he a loving man. But if, if he, he cheats, <laughs> eighty three ways to kill him, girl. Eighty three. The girl. You got it with that with the exclamation point, girl. <laughs> oh, you want to keep him alive, girl? Oh, you love these niggas. <laughs> you love them. Mm. Get rid of them, girl. You was a. Dick. This dude, this why the psycho book. It's like you don't picture that, and and like not not to say that like black women means you're psycho, but it seemed like you thought about ways to kill a nigga. And get away. And <laughs> like, get away. I'm short. I'm skinny. I look 15. <laughs> I should be good. I should be good. They ain't gonna throw me out. They ain't gonna throw me. Out. I know this is off topic like a motherfucker, so I ain't gonna expound on it. But what is the craziest thing in your book? Just off topic. 
But the craziest thing in your book. You ain't did nothing crazy? You ain't never key a nigga car? No. Cut a tire? I don't have a reason. Oh. Uh, I mean, it's time. I don't know what would happen if I did get a reason to, but if something does happen, it, they probably deserved it. Okay, so I guess the better question is, <laughs> what is the craziest yeah, thing what you is ever it? did? Yeah. Okay, why did they call you psycho? Like, what, what is it? Well, she created it. <laughs> why? I'm trying to figure this out. Actually, Saiko is Japanese for highest, and my name means the highest, most exalted one. But I like Saiko because it sounds like Saiko. Saiko, <laughs> bro, we gonna get to that because she that that's why I'm on the cultural appropriation because I'm about, we about to flip it and we about to yo yeah. okay. right it's dope. Yeah, so that's a whole another analogy. Um, I didn't even think of Saiko. Um, 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 um. Wow. So yeah, like I said, I don't think if you're outside of the borders of the United States of America, you can actively culture appropriate because right. outside of the United States of America you're not telling a black person like you can't sag your pants and then some white person go and sag his pants and he making $100,000 because he's sagging his pants or you can't wear cornrows in the workplace and then you got the Kardashians wearing cornrows in the workplace or you know what I'm saying and making money off of the look of black culture you know I can say <coughs> alright what is uh, the white person's equivalent of a of an afro. There is no equivalent <laughs> to afro. But I'm I'm saying if there was, what would it be? Just their long hair. Long hair? Yeah. The bun maybe. Bun. Well, um, just their long hair. But we don't ever, we don't ever look at that as he's an animal or a beast. But we will look at an afro, and it's the same thing. It's hair on top of a person's head. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's it. That that's all I meant by. It. I know. I know, like you keep us different, nigga. <laughs> we don't keep know us them. different. <laughs> Shit, but no, I'm just saying, like if if black people got to keep a clean cut, then white people need to keep a clean cut. So, I, I, what is that? Our cultural appropriation taking on that clean look, that clean etiquette, that 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 pinky up in the air. Is that us culturally appropriating them without even noticing it? Why do you get haircuts, Devin? Because it make me feel good. It make you feel good. Why? Because you're smiling in front of a white man, Devin? Huh? <laughs> No, <laughs> let us know. I, like, I like to see a straight line on my head and not a zigzag. <laughs> like, I don't like to see BDB, so I like to get my hair cut. Okay, okay, I believe you. That's what I'm saying. I you know, why you get your hair bald? Oh, well, you know, never mind. Man, I guess personally, man, that's that's real deep. You cutting? You was making jokes over here. Devin. Yeah, well, you should. Nah, you you nah, gotta you. go. I shine your head for a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> Like you had for a nickel. Honestly, man, I ain't shaved my head in about two days, man. Still Yo, how do you, I know this off topic again? Yeah. But how do you do? You just, bro. You want me to keep it a buck? All right. You you do one of two things. Uh, this is how I know if my razor is getting dull. But if you start getting razor bumps, get rid of the razor or use antibacterial soap. Because I realize that a lot of a lot of soaps and I mean uh, a lot of the, uh, there's too many chemicals in the um the shaving cream. All right. So uh, w- when my head really gets red, I just use antibacterial soap. But, yeah, just clean razors, clean soap, uh, and uh, get the best – try to get the best uh, shaving cream you can. But, yeah, just edge it back. Edge it back. Edge it up. Because, you know, mm-hmm. I might go bald. You you receiving? Nah, I'm not receiving. Oh, you just want to do it. I just, you know. No. Bald, <laughs> people, bald people hate people like you. What? Why? <laughs> it's not a choice for us. It's a choice for you, motherfucker. <laughs> it ain't the same. It ain't the same. It ain't the same. Don't, uh, 
Dad, I thought I thought you cared about me, man. You make fun of me. You make fun of me behind my back, man. <laughs> <laughs> behind my bald head. You, he hey, yo, guys. Look, look. He got a bald head. <laughs> he got a bald head. As soon as I turn around and look at you, like, he got a bald head. <laughs> <laughs> so shy. He ain't looking right now. He got a bald head. That's the only joke I really get. Somebody just want to. Just smack it, like. <laughs> a palm nah, you know shit. what? I want to, like, I don't want to smack it with a straight hand. I want to smack it when my hand is curved so I get it. the so then get my the fingertips the head. my fingertips hit the side of your head like <laughs> <laughs> you know they got flat earth nigga flat head flat head flat head <laughs> yo we off topic so we about to go to break real quick and we'll be back uh for the second half of the show please bring a second set of ears uh for the second half of the show and we will be back on topic Yes, I like that. <laughs> On topic. Introspective Insight is brought to you by Royal Flex, the brand where we empower through creativity. And if you have the time, you do have the time because you're listening to the show. And this is the break. So head on over to social media. Follow us at Facebook and Instagram at Royal Flex, the brand. On Twitter, it is at RFTB underscore official and also II Talk Show. There's not a lot of content on our pages right now, but once we start to get um, our video specialist in here and we start to get the visuals and I finish doing the stew, renovating the stew, then we will have visuals to put up and actively promote the different things that we're working on. So please just go head on over there, like our pages, and just stay tuned for visuals and all the good stuff. Also, we have a UCARIN account. So if you care about what we're doing and you want to help um basically raise the bar as to what we're trying to accomplish please head over to youcaring.com slash insight and just donate anything you can donate a dollar you can donate two dollars if you donate it you become um a sponsor and we will actively shout you out every week on the show or every other week however you know we see fit so please if you care about what we're doing just head over to you caring account uh to our you caring account uh our fundraiser and just donate some funds for us so we can get out this basement but without further ado just stay tuned and we'll be back in a few minutes when you come back and we're back when you come back okay so we're talking about um psycho age um and she said well normally i get 12 and then she was no, like, "Y'all gotta follow her on Instagram or Facebook or something. You gotta see her. <laughs> she looks so young. It's creepy. Not, not <laughs> <laughs> whoever dates you, you gotta check his background. Check make his sure background. <laughs> make sure he good. You gotta like, check his no background. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, that's yeah. funny. Like we, she said she looked her age in um, in Korea, in Korea. or Japan. What type of what type of?" He said, that's creepy. That's creepy, <laughs> bro. You come back from that, you're a pedophile, bro. Oh, come back man. from that, you're a pedophile. You ain't got nothing there with a short, cute face. I, I mean, I always told her the men look like women. They do! <laughs> do they? Oh, they got beards. She hair. know. No. <laughs> they don't got no facial hair. No, they cupcakes <laughs> over there. <laughs> they cupcakes. They flame cakes over there. That's Korean what it is. Dude. My, hair, my face got more hair than they do. See, see, I can't get jiggy with that. I mean, even though I don't get jiggy with that, but I'm just saying, like, uh, uh, I mean, not saying uh, that I need to get jiggy with it. A woman just caught another man pretty. <laughs> like, he said, no, no, no. She said, the girl. men over there are pretty. pretty. What? So they don't got no handsome? 
So what's the difference between handsome and pretty? Handsome, I, mean, I guess, more right. You got to talk in the mic. <laughs> they have handsome guys, you know, normal guys. But a lot of them are really pretty. See, that's a problem. But it's it's just it's just a difference in what what is considered masculine and feminine. So, so let's say I was like, so what you doing today? None? All right. You want to go get our nails done? Oh, they do nails. Okay. So they do nails. You want to go get our, 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 our ends fixed together or ends <laughs> cut, our split ends cut? However you work. <laughs> you see, I ain't no pretty nigga. But, okay. And then, and then, go, get, then go get your feet done. And then go, go see a little chick flick. And then go to the mall Wait, and would shop they be? better than you. So would they be on that? That's Not a pretty nigga? Okay, so in Korea, beauty the the standard of beauty is very very high. So, <laughs> I wish we ev- had all visuals. the girls wear makeup. And all the niggas do too. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> guys wear makeup too, oh. but it's not like <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't expecting like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No, it's it's not like no, it's not like no Tyra Banks like full on full blown makeup. It's it's a very natural like if they have a pimple they cover it up sort of thing. But so is it liquid or is it powder? I don't know, man. I don't do makeup. <laughs> I only know that disclaimer. I only know that because I live with three women. I was just about to ask how you do that. So you been in Korea, huh? Disclaimer. You been disclaimer. in Korea, huh? Just for a minute. Got confused down there, huh? <sighs> Yo, because even in, uh, what's that movie that had the, the tranny in it? Um, uh, What's the movie? And uh, he ended up sucking her dick or some shit like that? Whoa. Um, um, what's that movie? You almost had it. You almost had the it. The Hangover. The Hangover. The Hangover. You never seen The Hangover? Did I see The Hangover? I think I seen The Hangover, but I can't remember it. I can't picture it. Oh. I can't picture whatever scene you're talking about. No. Well, anyway, the woman in the facial, I couldn't tell because I didn't know where they was going with this this scene. But the woman in the whole face, bro, spread out the whole scene until I saw her dick. The whole scene, bro. Yeah, you seen it. (laughs) Yeah, I seen it. (laughs) They showed it. They showed the shit. But it it blew my mind. It was like, women, well, niggas. (laughs) Identity confused people. But Okay, identity crisis. Tragedy stricken people. <laughs> they want that. Is it a crisis? Uh, I mean, what if they That's ain't? another conversation that we can have. We actually going to have a a, 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 Yo, a whole episode. That, that one I might get banned from uh, radio play cuz I I got, I got a whole ideology. Yeah, from radio. <laughs> <laughs> I too right. send you a letter. I too send you a letter. Um Shannon with the shenanigans. <laughs> specifically Shannon with, with the, sh- the shenanigans is specifically with the shenanigans. <laughs> The book of shenanigans <laughs> will not go will on. not be on <laughs> iTunes podcast app anymore. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Tell that nigga. <laughs> but yeah, um, pretty, pretty. That's that's yeah. I don't. I can't trust that shit. I can't trust that shit. It, especially like, what if, what if you walk seeing a group a group of women, right? And you know how women usually got that one gay friend. So then every one of your boys just picked out the one they about to talk to. So y'all walk up and shit. All of them turn around and it's a group of it's a group of uh, Boy Scouts. Well, <laughs> what's the um, difference? They both look good. Well, yes. Do they wear different? Well, shit? from the back, from the back, you want <laughs> oh. you you can. OK, so well, you know, how some women be wearing them pants. 
Like but, I'm, but, I'm pretty sure these niggas know be showing what, off their ass. But you know, shape. women's hips are wider, naturally wider than men. No, they look like little thirteen-year-old girls. <laughs> so, are you? Do you know what a thirteen-year-old <laughs> girl hip look like? No. Okay. <laughs> so, what do you look? What do you no. know? You looking at? All you know is all you gotta do is ask for ID, right? Right? Do they have IDs? They better. Yes. <laughs> what, what their ID look establishment? like? <laughs> <laughs> what type of establishment? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, okay, so cycle. <laughs> I like saying it like that. She's been mm-hmm. to uh, Korea, and she's been to Japan. Yep. And she's fully um, Japanese now. <laughs> <laughs> fully Japanese now, with a little bit of pint of Korean. So <laughs> Korean. She, she's transracial. Anything that's uplifting black people. Oh, oh no. <laughs> she's transracial. I like that. Transracial. <laughs> if you identify, fuck it. You can <laughs> identify it. That's crazy. Yo, you can really be trans. We just made something up. Transracial. Patent. We patenting this. If you see it on the census, you know it came from introspective insight. <laughs> Transracial. But, um, yeah, uh, Saiko, she's been no, to. It's, it's Saiko now. Saiko. How do you say it? Say it. Saiko. Oh, so you did say it right. Yes. Saiko. I like saying Saiko. Wait, no, I got that from Janae Aiko, though. Aiko. Yeah, she is fine. But she tall though, and she can. It dance. don't matter. It does matter. It don't ain't matter. no tall 13, 14 year olds like that. She all woman. Still don't matter. It does matter, Devin. I'm <laughs> <laughs> back to if you want to. <laughs> what? You just said she a grown woman. No, I'm saying it. You said it doesn't matter though. But I'm like, it does matter. Girl. No, you said she tall. We yes, talking about Janae Aiko. Yes, that matters. You said it doesn't matter if she tall or not. It does matter. I, that means I could tell she's a woman instantly. I ain't got to ask no, no you paperwork. No, you cannot. You no, know you, you know who Britney Griner is? That's different. Nah, that ain't no, no different. About, wait, wait, wait. She was like, she was like six ten in the ninth grade. Is there any six ten bitches walking around in South Korea? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Japan. Really? Japan got shorter people. They are short. You ain't never telling okay. nothing. So, but you gonna know the who the who the who the um. Who the adults are and who the what? kids are? No, once you've been once you've been over there for a little while, you can kind of tell. You you'll get a better gauge. But we going I over there. You coming with us? You gonna come with us when we go over I'll there? I'll be nervous, <laughs> bro. Is you coming or not? We going to the twenty twenty uh, Olympics. I would love. Oh yeah, 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 I'm with that. We I'd be nervous, bro. It don't matter. You I can. Guess um, it does matter. <laughs> you can slide in. Ain't no sliding right, so into nothing. I gotta go get a haircut real quick. <laughs> we gonna be back. Uh, we gonna be back and we gonna talk about um how uh psycho appropriates the Japanese culture. And we'll be back. What's up? Fortunately, Shannon with the shenanigans had to go because my haircut took too long and he had his things that he had to do. But it's cool because we still got Saiko in the studio. So, like we said before, I had to go get haircut. Oh, shout out to Juan, my barber, my boy Nice. He always get me right. That's why I had, I couldn't wait till next week. Last week, I mean next week, mm. I couldn't wait. <laughs> Cause you see this, wish we had the visuals. You see this, some good stuff going on. Shout out to Juan, and he on point with the show. He gonna be listening. He said by next week he gonna be at least three episodes in. I'm with it. He could be enough, but you know what? I take that. I take that. I hold him to that one. But anyways, we back. So you appropriate the Japanese culture. Do you agree? Mm, no why not i experienced the japanese culture i don't take something and say that i did it so to speak 
So you appropriate on the positive spectrum. In the sense where you go and you go to Japan and assimilate. Fitting for a particular person or occasion or purpose. You appropriate based off the definition, right? Okay. So you appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) You appropriate, right? You appropriate the Japanese culture. Okay, so practicing, I guess practicing the, 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 or learning the Japanese culture, I would say. You don't believe you appropriate it? Mm. Do you believe you can appropriate it? Let's see if that's a better question. Mm. In both Mm. the positive and negative sense, I guess spectrum what i do is i when i see something interesting that i find interesting in japan like say a art form that is unique to japan i may try to copy that art form just to experience it and learn about why it is that they do something the way that they do it the techniques behind it um and also to just to get a appreciation for it like I took a ceramics class and the professor in Japan obviously was Japanese and he taught traditional Japanese methods of how to make cups and bowls and how to knead the clay and stuff like that. And that was my way of putting myself into the Japanese culture to see how they, I guess, live it or do it, I guess. So, okay. So you learn the Japanese culture. Yeah. You appreciate the Japanese culture. You don't yeah. necessarily view it as appropriation. No. Now would I would I come back here and like I don't know appropriate? Just would I would I bring the Japanese things that I do in Japan here and that be the thing that I do now since I went to Japan and I picked that up and now it's the way that I live. No. But the thing is when you when you go abroad you develop a self for that country so i have so to speak a japanese self so my japanese self would bow to certain people or um would say excuse me in certain situations or you know just because in rome do as the romans do right Mm -hmm. so i would in that sense i would i guess it's more assimilating than appropriating um you assimilate their culture but I wouldn't like bring that back here and like bow to everybody because I'm trying to be Japanese. No, hmm. I would not do that. Um, what I would do is I bought a yukata, which is a summer kimono, kimono, um, just to get other people interested in learning about Japanese culture. I would probably wear a yukata. Like to, um, I worked with the international, the Center for International Education at CSU when I was a student there. And CSU is Columbus State University in Georgia. Yeah, Columbus, Columbus State Columbus, University. Um, and I wore my yukata during International Education Week. And the purpose of me doing that was not so I can just, you know, walk around in the yukata because I'm Japanese. But <laughs> it was to Your bring... Your Japanese self is Japanese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of. But my my point, my the reason why I did that was to make people interested in learning about Japan and participate in the cor- the uh, study abroad program that I did so that they could learn about Japan. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, I guess I don't bring my Japanese self, quote unquote, to America and replace it with my American self, so to speak. Gotcha. So basically, we cannot appropriate a culture, especially a culture that's not of the same land that we 
are from simply because it's more so of um ed- edu- education educating ourselves and teaching ourselves about a different culture which that's what i want to do i want to travel around the world and experience different cultures and um experience different foods kind of sort of like that whole um you should in the embryo <laughs> <laughs> what and um i think india they embryo of what a chicken like they let it get like form <laughs> the chicken form i forget what they called it um so uh, egg no no yeah the egg they let the chicken form the egg then they peel the egg off and they eat the embryo like they eat the the whatever's inside the carcass or whatever it is like so it literally looks like a, a chicken i've ate some pretty interesting things traveling to japan and korea but that's not something that i would want to yeah try. i'm not i'm not eating that nope not doing it <laughs> but just in general like even now like being here in uh rochester i still want i want to try like nigerian food i haven't tried that yet um different african foods um it's a mediterranean spot over over there um in henrietta i want to try it's also a indian spot over in henrietta i want to try um indian curry is so good i just had to say that like culture being able to educate yourself on different cultures i think is very 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 um important in the development of the human race in general and also educating yourself on aliens because aliens do exist but i definitely digress <laughs> so yes yeah, so i don't think like i said earlier i don't believe that cultural appropriation um exists beyond the borders of the united states and it's solely here in the united states it was uh created here in the united states in the negative sense or with that negative connotation of cultural appropriation but it's actually um cultural education and in, in in many senses of the way, like you being able to, for y'all, those of you who don't know, which is all of y'all, um, she freaking taught herself Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> like literally taught herself the language, like in the, um, what is it? The cultures of the language, the patterns. Yeah. Informal, informal. Yeah. Uh, of the, is it kanji? There's three levels of formality in Japanese. There you go. Three levels of formality with a bunch of symbols. Like, and kind it's crazy. Three writing systems. It's crazy. Like she taught herself how to do that, and she taught herself how to speak it, and she named herself Saiko. <laughs> so like, that's crazy. But it goes into cultural education as opposed to cultural appropriation in a negative sense. Like, I don't like I said. Again, I'm gonna say it's, it one more time. It's like doing it to understand people rather than doing it because you like it and you want it to be yours or um doing it because you think it's cool and but you don't really like the people that's doing it but you think what they're doing is cool so it's it's definitely more on the appreciation side and trying to understand you appreciate a culture so you want to learn about the culture yeah and i think it's just in the black community we got to get away from this cultural um appropriation thing in the sense that um if we can get away from that and we can start to educate uh everybody so we could do cultural education as opposed to cultural we can preach cultural education as opposed to cultural appropriation it will help a lot of different things so like when we see 
I want to see a white person walking down the street with a black power fist. Solidarity, my brother. And we could both <laughs> raise the fist. Right. Like, I want to see um, Hispanics walk around with, um, I don't know, their form of the, of, of the afro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like I want I want I want to be able to see you know other cultures take from other cultures and um out of appreciation out of appreciation and put their own flair into it and bring it into their culture like Black Wall Street. I want other cultures to adopt the ideology behind Black Wall Street and help manifest Little Africa. Like that's the goal. But in order to build Little Africa, you have to buy into the cultural aspects of Black Wall Street, the cultural ideology of Black Wall Street, when it comes to practicing the Nguzo Saba, right? Like if you pra- if you <laughs> practice, <laughs> if you practice the Nguzo Saba, you got if it. you practice the Nguzo Saba, <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you practice the Nguzo Saba and you um study the Nguzo Saba, self awareness, uh, community development and um commu- community social economic development. Um, and then tied into um basically future goals like foreseeing uh forecasting your future and um taking from your past and tweaking whatever didn't work and keeping whatever did work moving into your future so if you really believe if you really want to appropriate in the most positive way and build let's say a black wall street or help build a black wall street being from a different culture, no matter if you're from the white culture, don't really different race. <laughs> um, <laughs> from a different race, like um, being white, Hispanic, um, Asian, whatever the case, like you have to buy into the culture. In order to buy into the culture, we have to educate on the culture, and it starts with Kwanzaa. I, I believe it starts with Kwanzaa. Google yeah. Saba. Yeah. Because that is based behind ancient Egyptian celebrations ancient egyptian beliefs and if we can hone in on kwanzaa and have everybody um appreciate the nguzo saba for what it is and not not appreciate it just simply because it's an african holiday then we can move forward with actively building that black wall street mindset self-sufficient mindset ultimately creating and manifesting into little africa where we have that black enterprise, those black entrepreneurs, those black businesses, and everything like that, adding on to the already established economy itself. We already got white Wall Street. That's what that's what Wall Street comes from. Like if you think about Wall Street, what do you think about white ind- individuals running the the show? Right. Running the stock. Um. You think about the um CEOs all being majority white. Uh, you th- you don't think basically you don't think minority when you think about Wall Street. So you put Black Wall Street in there. It's a play on words. It's Wall Street. When you think about Wall Street, you think about everybody that occupies Wall Street right now, which is ninety nine point nine percent black. I mean, ninety nine point nine percent white. Excuse me. And then you put black in front of it. Now you're saying okay, Black Wall Street. So now we taking the idea of Wall Street. But now we putting the black enterprise in front of it. So it is black Wall Street, black enterprise, black everything, like black owned. That don't mean that white people can't occupy um, spaces in there. But the building is owned by a black person. And the idea behind that is 
if it's owned by a black person, nine times out of ten, that dollar is going back into the black community. If it's owned by a white person, nine times out of ten, that dollar is going back into the white community. If it's owned by an Asian person, nine times out of ten, that dollar is going back into the Asian community. And so on and so forth. So, right. we already got a little Italy. We already got a Chinatown. We already got a Japanese town. I don't know if it's called a Japanese town, but we got that. We already got White Town, <laughs> Wall Street, <laughs> Wall Street, and everything else that you see. But we don't have a little Africa. We already done bought into the Asian culture. We already bought into the Hispanic culture. We already bought into the American dream, the American dream. I'm not gonna say white culture because there is no white culture. But we have not yet brought into the black culture. But yet. White America has profited off the black culture and historically discriminized against the black culture. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can we talk about this word that we just used? Discriminize. (laughs) (laughs) I I make up words, man. It's in the dictionary. Discriminize is in the dictionary. And it flowed perfectly. It flowed perfectly. Yes, they discriminized against black culture, tearing down bombing and burning down black wall street in 1920 Mm. so we have to reinstill um and reinforce those black that those black cultural values right through the lens of the nguzo saba and kwanzaa right daily not just from december 26th to january 1st Mm. of every year right no 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 we gotta practice this daily starting with our people first and branching out and ultimately just ultimately having everybody buy into our culture first we need our people to buy into our culture right and once we educate our people to buy into our culture then that's when we start to branch out now we need all the white people to buy into our culture or a good amount of white people to buy into our culture then we need a good amount of Asians to buy into our culture then we need a good amount of hispanics to buy into our culture i mean if we the reason why i i did it like that is because the hispanics already bought into our culture for the most part the Asians already bought into our culture for the most part. Mm-hmm. The um, Asians already bought into our culture for the most part. You already said that. I did? Mm-hmm. No, I said Hispanics. You said you you said Hispanics first, and you said the Asians, and you said the Asians already bought it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so who am I missing? <laughs> Hispanics, the Asians, um, whatever. So they all bought into <laughs> our culture. But it's the white men, particularly, that have not bought into the African culture yet. And the white man. Is who rules the land right now. If we get them to buy into our culture and understand that we are the people, that we are the future, that it was made for us and by us, and we called it FUBU, (laughs) we can build. We are FUBU Nation. Little Africa, FUBU Nation. (laughs) I'm naming this episode that. (laughs) FUBU Nation, for us, by us. Just listen. Culture appropriation cannot be international. If you step out the boundaries of the United States, culture cultural appropriation does not exist. Period. It only exists here in the United States of America. Period. The negative connotation of co- cultural appropriation. It only exists here. Now, anything beyond that is cultural education. I'm educating myself on this culture. I'm educating myself on um the Japanese culture. I'm educating myself on the Chinese culture. I'm educating myself on the Korean culture. I'm educating myself because that culture, the Indian culture, I'm educating myself because that's 
It's something that that I take. I'm fine about right. something that I want to learn about. Something that I want to know how they. I want to know how they make those rice balls. Right. I want to know why how they can cook chicken and it be crispy after I freeze it. Well, <laughs> refrigerate it. Yeah. If you ever go to Korea, you need to try the fried chicken. Like fried chicken goes deep. Maybe in they're South appropriate Korea. in our culture because <laughs> they like fried chicken. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But just simply, like when we think about cultural appropriation, we need to understand that that is an American thing in the negative, in the most negative way possible. That is an American thing. America it breeds off of um breeds. It it um lives off of negativity for the most part and the taking of something other countries don't care about taking somebody else's culture because they got their own culture to worry about right like other people don't understand other countries are so involved and invested and intertwined in their own culture they have no they have no time in the world to look at somebody else's culture and say i'm gonna take it and make money off of it right that makes no sense you think somebody in the village in some village in africa or in south africa in one of those cities that they go into somebody else and saying, "I want to take that culture, I want to take that culture." They can't wear coat. They can't wear that that um that that fro at work. And then some famous person gonna go and wear the fro. No, you don't know why? Cause they watching Americans. Right. America is cultural. America is built off of cultural appropriation. Right. To be p- completely honest with you, if you wanna go deeper into it, like that's what America is made off of. So, in a sense, it nowhere else. You think North Korea is, is 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 trying to figure out a way how to appropriate black culture, or you know they want to wear our afros? Yeah, Hung Jung Koo, <laughs> fat boy over there trying yeah. to nuke stuff. If anything, our culture heavily influences pop culture. If anything, Facts. it influences them to do it their own way. Right. Like I don't hurt. I mean, I'm I'm not a fan of K-pop or all that Korean hip hop and stuff like that. <laughs> but I done heard some some dope artists over there. I don't know what they saying. But they be like they really right. be nice. Like they really be nice. I don't know what they talking about. They could be talking about me and me being black and me being um enslaved and stuff. Just in their own language. I don't know what they talking about, but I bet you I'll knock to it. Like right. K- put it like this. K R S one went around the world and got the best MCs and put them yes. on one video, like one track. That was great. Went around the world. My boy Sonny, what? Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and got the best MCs and put them on, like it was like a um a showcase. And um he literally let all of them, I think it was a freestyle or something like that. Yeah. And he put their, their country up behind, well, obviously it was Photoshop. I mean, um, you know, green screened or effect. The effect was in there. Edited in. Edited in. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Edited in there because it wasn't the green screen. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but all of their countries, you know, was was behind them. So, and I think that's dope. Like, I really think that's dope to it actually is. be able to go into England, find the best MC. Go into Korea, find the best MC. Go into Japan, find the best MC. Go into China. Do they rap in China? They do. Surprisingly, yes. Okay, go to China, find the best <laughs> MC. Going to India, find the best to see, or just go into different regions and find a rapper from each region and say, like, this is the best MC, like, you know, the, like the best notable MC to this day. We are about to come together and, and make this dope hip hop track. And the thing all is, all the way from to America. It's like that was done out of a lot of people appreciating hip hop. 
Right. And hip hop is a culture in itself, but it stems from black culture. Right. So when Just we like have these, rock and roll, right, right, country, really a lot of a lot of the um, genres and music stems from something black or someone black. Right. And, but go ahead. And when we, when uh, other artists from other co- countries are, they develop this hip hop kind of style to their music, like my boy Cole. From Japan. Yo, he nice. Yo, he really nice, though. My I don't boy know what Cole. he be saying, but he <laughs> is nice. So, I Don't be the dope. That's really how Don't be the dope. Don't be the dope. So, like, I I had a conversation with one of my friends, and she felt like he was, like, culturally appropriating. I was like, no, he's not. He is, he, he had struggles when he was uh, in living in Tokyo, um, I'm not going to go through all his backstory, but he had struggles that he went through. And hip hop stems from people struggling and then they're talking about their struggles mm-hmm. and uh, expressing how they felt and what they went through. Like you think you're the only one that struggled. You right. think just because you came from white America and you black, you the one who's struggling. <laughs> it's Japanese people over there struggling the same way in Tokyo. People don't understand. Tokyo is probably just like um, New York City. <laughs> they got the same they probably don't the homeless rate is probably not the same or um the streets are probably not as trashed because it's japan and they got <laughs> robots that's cleaning up everything <laughs> but listen they still struggle they still go through that same thing socioeconomic problems all the problems that we experience here in america they experience elsewhere right. probably even worse and a lot of people don't realize that hip-hop culture is not the only thing that identify us as black people there there's a bunch of different cultures within black culture subcultures within black culture Facts. so just because you have cole who is a rapper and he has the I mean, don't. <laughs> he has the uh persona of a of a hip-hop artist right um he carry himself as a person who does hip-hop carries himself mm-hmm. and but he don't walk around with you know the t- stereotypical gangster thug rap you know craziness going on he have his own unique style he dyed his hair blue and he wear button-up shirts and like mismatch colors you know it's very very much japanese mm-hmm. but he also have his struggle in the way that he expressed his story and go uh, ex- express his struggle of how he grew up and things like that and the things that he go through is through hip-hop because that is what hip-hop essentially was right so you know it's not appropriating it's you know or hip-hop was just the way to express yourself yeah that wasn't some through something that wasn't just poetry like they took poetry to the next level and they put it on the beat or they put it on the instrumental on the beat or whatever and they just express themselves like you can do that and ding it's, dong it's not it, it should be celebrated not like criticized when right. people do that because it's, it's exactly a way that we can invite them into our culture and teach them about what who and what we truly are versus you know, leaving the the media to depict our narrative. Finax. Finax. Right. And I just feel like just like in that black travel group and stuff, like just stop trying to pick that's that's I'ma use this. I never thought I would use this, but that's race bait. Yeah. That's race bait. Like you trying to bait or you not even trying to bait anybody from coming, but that you just trying to create something out of nothing. Like don't do that. Like yeah. don't if it's not white and i know that sound bad but if it ain't a white american taking something that they already told us 
saying build the wall but celebrating Cinco de Mayo. Right. That's cultural appropriation in a negative sense. Or like with the whole um what is it, dreads thing. Yeah. Like how you can't wear dreads in the workplace. Right. How that is like that's that's a thing. Like you cannot wear dreads in the workplace in certain states or something like that. Or or federally they they um basically enabled businesses to say you can't wear dreads in the workplace, so you have to cut your dreads in the workplace. And then you go back and wear dreads in the workplace as a white person, and you're not shunned upon because of that. Right. That's cultural appropriation. Right. Like, if you're going to yell or if you're going to call cultural appropriation, call it for what it is. Right. Like, call it in that sense. Like, call it in that little window that don't it call came it, from. Don't, don't call, call it, it that because it's the trend to point out people who are trying to be black or trying to, you know, take our culture when they're actually really not. It seems like it's a trend now to be like, oh, oh, cultural appropriation. Right, exactly. And I'm like I said, I want people to be black. Come on, be black. Watch Friday with me. Watch <laughs> Boys in the Hood with me. Right? Watch Don't Be a Menace to Me. Like, watch all that. Bro, watch our, we got the best shows. We have the best shows. We have the best movies. Before they started to take that away from us and they start like the Martin show, Martin, doom, doom. like yeah. that was, them, them was the shows. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Right. Um, 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 Jamie Foxx show. Right. Like all them shows was dope. Like them was the shows. Right. Now it's, it's going back. Now them was the black, that's what I'm saying. Like those were the black shows back in the day. Now what is the black shows? Love and Hip Hop. Black Ink. All them shows, you don't even know. <laughs> like those in those shows, they they portray a certain i, I a idea of the black community. Right. Back in the day, you had Martin, where it was Martin cracking jokes. He had his girlfriend Gina, which was black, so that's black love. And then they had their black friends, and they were just go having a good time throughout the whole show for the most part. Right. Same with um the Jamie Fox show. Right. You had Jamie Fox. And you had Fancy. That was black love. And it was a positive show. It was a positive um um affirmation um when we when when we talk about the black community. Right. Fresh Prince, same difference. Right. Having fun. A kid, black kid, living in a white community, but facing the black problems still. Right. No dad, black love with Uncle Phil and, and um uh, Viv. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you a black family in the white world, but you still face the black problems because you got a kid coming from Philly shaking up everything. Like, that is, that's what happens in the real world. Like, we had these real world shows, A Different World. I think that was one of the shows. I could name a whole bunch of, like, classics. And then now, it's like, we got Love and Hip Hop. We got Black Ink. We got all these shows that show... Dysfunctionality. Dis- dysfunctionality, right? Violence disrespect towards each other the, the um it shows our women in a very violent sense it just basically the shows the black shows today is what white people think of us have thought of us in history throughout time yeah black shows in the past in the 90s that's what we should still be seeing now right. just like black music in the 90s and in the early 2000s what we should have been that should be what we should be listening to now. Feel good music, man. Yeah, like <laughs> music is supposed to inspire. Right. So why we ain't getting any higher? Like that's Lauryn Hill. Right. Now it's like 
it definitely not inspiring now. It's not even saying nothing. It's just everything behind the beat. But what I'm, what I'm saying is they're taking our culture, dumbing it down. Dumb it down. And they're profiting off of it. That's Lupe. Dumb it down, like Lupe. <laughs> like, seriously. So I just feel like, again, outside of the borders of the United States, cultural appropriation does not exist. Cultural, appro- cultural appropriation only exists within the borders of the United States. Why? Because we live in a capitalist society in which they have to always profit off of something. <coughs> they always have to profit off of something. Right. If we start to change this narrative from cultural appropriation to cultural education, then we will start to learn to appreciate other cultures and have other and allow other cultures to appreciate us. Right. And once we start to appreciate the black culture and we start to manifest little Africa and start to form the black Wall Street mindset ideology then we can start to form how the media portrays black culture right or culture in general right worldwide so if we can combat the cbs's of the world the cnn's of the world the 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 foxes of the world all that stuff that they look at internationally right the disney channels too the disney channels of the world mm -hmm. and we start to create our own shows have our own networks and put out our own messages on our own platforms and our own enterprises companies corporations and we start to own this stuff and we start to actually put out positive images like early in the not in the 90s and right even in the 80s same for the sun was a was a great show mm-hmm. i don't know if it came out in the 80s that was more i think i that feel was like further. it's more 70s but San the Sun them clothes, yeah. Seven <laughs> Sun was a good show. It was, it was a good was show. A good show. Living color and living color. Yeah. I mean, if you really sit down to think about how they've appropriated our culture up until this point, we had more control back then than we do now. Believe it or not. Right. Believe it or not, we had a lot more control back then. And then something clicked and was like. Oh no, they got too much control because they bringing back the positive black image. Mm. We got to scale back. And once 2005 hit, the flavors of love start coming out. Oh man. I love New York <laughs> start coming out. Mm-mm. Real chance of love started coming that out. That stuff that kill your brain cells. That stuff that, that turned into <laughs> Love and Hip Hop and Black Ink Crew and all that stuff. Think about it. That's really, that's, just think about that. That's crazy. Like, we had control at the time that you wouldn't think that we had control in the 80s and 90s. And once they got into the, to, to the millennial times, even though the millennials started in, like, what did it say, 1985 or something like that? Yeah. Like, going into, I guess, whatever is after millennial. Going into that, you know, lost touch a little bit. So, I don't know. I just feel like cultural appropriation is not something that, that exists outside the borders of the United States of America. Right. The United States of America it created cultural appropriation in the negative connotation, the negative sense. Um, and ultimately, it really comes down to cultural education. Right. For us, by us. FUBU. Right. That's the name of the show. For us, FUBU, colon, not colon. Nation. 
FUBU Nation. No, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Cultural Education. The two dots. What is that called? What are the two dots called? It's a colon. Okay, colon. The semicolon is like the dot with the comma. Okay, no, just the colon. I think. Subu. Subu. <laughs> Fubu Nation. <laughs> Fubu Nation. Right. For us, by us. Because that was, that was dope when it first came out. I had my Fubu jumpsuit. Right. I had my Fubu jumpsuit and my Fubu jeans. And then on Head of State, he had his Fubu <laughs> suit. Fubba. Fubba. Boo. Even I knew Fubu. that. Fubu. <laughs> Fubu. Fubu. Y'all don't know, look up Fubu. <laughs> um, um, what's his name? What's what's the creator of Fubu? He on Shark Tank. The black, the only black man on Shark Shark Tank. He created Fubu, for us by us. I wonder what he doing with his money now, besides investing in something. But um, I don't know. I think that's all I got for today's show, for this week's show. Yeah. I just feel like any any last um words on cultural appropriation or just cultural education. Right. Fubu Nation. Um. So the Japanese, when Japanese people see people outside of their culture wearing kimonos, they don't say, "Hey, cultural appropriation." They don't do that. They, I've, I've, I've experienced this myself. They will look at you and see how you did it, and then give you tips on how to do it better. So they, they are okay with you experiencing their culture, and they know that you're not trying to take it from them. It's just an experience, and they understand that. But as King Devdo said, King Devdo for short, right? It's it's an American thing. It very much so is. You won't you won't see anybody yelling cultural appropriation in in Korea or in Japan or any c- countries like that because it's just not a thing there. So just when you when you feel like when you see people who are not black and they are um partaking in black culture think about the situation and think about who they are and you know where they come from are they in america do they know uh the history that they truly know i mean people have heard the history of america but they don't really know exactly what we know they don't know what we go through per se until we tell them so Instead of yelling out cultural appropriation, you should you should try to see if they understand what it is that they're doing. You should try to see if they know where the thing that they're doing comes from, or the thing that they're wearing comes from, or the hairstyle that they have. Do they know the meaning behind it? Do they know you know where it originated from? And if they don't, teach them. Tell them, hey, this is from my culture. Let me show you what we do when we wear our hair like this, or you know. Let me tell you where where what part of Africa this comes from if you know that yourself, you know. Um treat it as a opportunity to teach them about our culture and invite them into our culture so that they can understand us for who we are and not for what the media try to portray us to be. And in turn, they will invite you into their culture and then you can learn about their culture as well. And this is how we can create mutual understanding between us and the people in the world. So yeah. Facts. I might just end it with that. <laughs> um, you already know this is Roy Flex the Brand's introspective insight. I am King Devdo. And this is your boy, your bloodren, Shannon with the shenanigans. And this is your girl Psycho. I guess I'll leave you with go- with the God Jewel of the um of the week. We all know that. 
cultural appropriation is, is prevalent in today's society. But what really is cultural appropriation? Do you ask what yourself do you ask yourself what is appropriation? Do you ask yourself what is culture? Do you know where culture comes from? If you don't know any of this stuff, then you, my friend, need to educate yourself. This is why it's called cultural education as opposed to cultural appropriation. Appropriation is something that it don't even have the the meaning of it is not even negative. It does not derive from anything negative. It's just to be suitable to a particular situation, person, or uh, occasion. What really does it mean to culturally appropriate? Maybe they appreciate our culture but don't know how to say it. Maybe they don't know how to speak on why they love our culture so much. So why not educate them? Cultural education. So just understand that cultural education is what we strive for and what we need to uh, practice on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a yearly basis, in life in general, because it's different cultures around the world that we all want to know about. We love the black culture. We love the Japanese culture. We love the Asian culture in general. We love all cultures. So let's just be people, appreciate cultures, educate on the cultures, and learn cultures. Why not? Cultural appropriation is not a bad thing. So do not let America turn cultural appropriation into a bad thing like it's already done. We form our own path. We form our own conversations. We form our own debates. And if you choose to debate about cultural appropriation, please understand that cultural appropriation does not exist beyond the borders of the United States of America. And if you d- disagree with me, please tell me. Leave me a comment. Email us at info at royalflexthebrand.com. Do something. Let us know what you're thinking because there is an American um, ideal that is an American creation. And if we cannot get past this cultural appropriation, then we will never unify as one in people. As one people. There you go. That sounds a lot better. There you go. So in order to unify as one people, we have to eliminate this negative connotation of cultural appropriation and input and ingest and digest the idea of cultural education because we want to educate, not appropriate in the negative sense of the word, of course. So with that being said, again, this is Royal Flex the Brand's introspective insight talk show, the Black Wall Street podcast. I am King Devdo. That is Saiko over there. And Shannon with the shenanigans is not here right now, but he is in spirit and he would have said Shannon with the shenanigans. Yeah, we out though. So thank you for listening. Come back. Come back next week. Bring another set of ears. Again, this is Royal Flex the Brand's introspective insight talk show. And we out though. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, uh, introspect. Uh, uh, tip inside. Hope you come back next week. You already know. Come back next week. This is Royal Flex the Brand's Introspective Insight. Don't forget about our UCARIN account. Help us get out this basement. Come back next week.